Welcome to Power Past the Competition, the podcast where John Latka, a retail automotive expert with an undeniable track record in sales leadership, employee development, and performance management, shares ways and means to help you get energized and rev up sales. And now, here's your host, John Latka. Hi, everyone. I'm John Latka, and this is the second Power Past the Competition podcast. For all you automotive professionals out there, today's program is about change management and creating a winning culture. So here's the overview of today's podcast. Number one, we'll clarify what change management and a winning culture is. Number two, we'll talk about visioning, a look to the desired future. Number three, we'll discuss why the changes and why it matters. Number four, how do we get buy-in? And number five, we'll share with you a case study. Now, let's start with clarification. Change management is the methodology by which a company implements structured change, ideally with the least amount of disruption. And culture is the essence of a business. It consists of values, behaviors, and the work environment. Now, taking it a step further, a winning culture, then, is a culture that sets the stage for positive attitudes, high expectations, and successful performances. And remember, a winning team wants to win. They value winning and give their all to win. And please note that a winning culture can't come only from leadership. It has to come from the team as well. Now, when it comes to visioning and a desired future, as a rule of thumb, there are three elements at play. One is improving performance. Two, seizing opportunities. And three, addressing issues that may be barriers. The ideal way to proceed is to audit or assess the elements and develop relevant goals for each. So let's do that with a case study of a dealership we've worked with in the recent past. For element number one, improving performance, we decided to shoot for 1,000 new and used vehicle sales in the coming year. In the previous year, the dealership did 790, which meant we needed an increase of 210 units. Element number two, seizing opportunities. And having worked as a trainer and consultant for the dealership over many years, we earned the trust and confidence of management and team members. This meant that it was an opportune time to introduce change. Element number three, addressing key issues, meant having to look at ways of modifying behaviors and interactions between management and the sales team to the benefit of both parties. The following is a list of 10 things to keep in mind when initiating change. Number one, be transparent and open with all stakeholders. Number two, Make sure you recognize and reward milestones that are hit. Number three, encourage coworker relationships 
including with other departments. Number four, inspire employee autonomy where and when possible. Number five, be flexible or accommodating as necessary. Number six, make sure you communicate clearly. Number seven, promote a team environment where everyone helps one another. Number eight, give and get regular feedback. Number nine, stay true to the vision. In this case, it was mission 1000. Number 10, give change the effort it deserves. All right, so why the changes and why do they matter? The major reasons for the changes were to improve operational efficiency and increase sales. The collateral benefits included higher incomes and job satisfaction and improved morale, which in turn led to a better customer experience. So how did we get buy-in? Well, we started by getting buy-in from the leadership group, the dealer principal, general manager, general sales manager, sales managers, and business managers. At first, managers thought that a jump from 790 to 1,000 units was too much to ask for until we broke it down to bite-sized pieces. 210 represented 17.5 deals per month, and with eight salespeople, it only meant an increase of 2.19 deals per month per salesperson. Once the leadership was on board, the vision was shared with the team and each member was asked. With the right resources and ongoing support, including needs-specific training, coaching, mentoring, and counseling as necessary, how many more vehicles on average can you commit to selling per month? Well, the numbers ranged from a low of one to a high of three. As it turned out, their numbers added up to just over 1,000 units. And those numbers add credence to a quote from Warren Buffett. It is not necessary to do extraordinary things to get extraordinary results. You see, sometimes it just boils down to onesies and twosies. Now, when it came to modifying behaviors and interactions between management and the sales team to ensure we would have some flexibility and autonomy, my personal go-to solution starts with psychometric or behavior assessments. While there are a number to choose from in the marketplace, my personal preference is the DISC profile. Since I was charged with leading the change initiative, I met with the team and introduced the assessment and its benefits, which included helping all stakeholders understand themselves and others in terms of how they think, act, and communicate. The assessment highlights selling strengths, selling challenges, best sales attributes, best ways to communicate, best ways to motivate, and the best ways to manage the individual based on behavioral characteristics. Now, the following are highlights from a sample assessment and show selling strengths, selling challenges, and best sales attributes. Now, for this particular person, in terms of selling strengths, 
it shows him to be forward-thinking, not directed by tradition, but inner-directed, which leads to innovative approaches. It also showed that his strength was that he will meet customers formally or informally, depending on the customer. The person has leadership ability, skilled at recruiting, inspiring, persuading, and leading others. He's motivated by competition, uses stories and real-life examples to sell, a strong bargainer when solving a customer complaint, and he's quick-thinking. Last but not least, in terms of strengths, positive, good attitude, and genuinely likes and cares about people. Now, when it comes to selling challenges for this person, it shows that they may bend or break the rules if they feel it would help them meet sales objectives. In addition, they would rather not be bothered with routine tasks or paperwork. They may become impatient with slow-moving decision-makers. They would probably rather sell a new account with upside potential than service an old account. And they may become bored in an environment without risk, change, or excitement. And those are that person's selling challenges. The best sales attributes for this individual is that he's a perfect sales team leader, gets sales results, is highly relational, yet responsible by managing various and changing sales processes. Now, once the assessments were completed, they were shared and reviewed with the participants. With a clearer understanding of each other's behaviors, strengths, and challenges, interactions became frictionless. With everyone on board, we continued to align people, processes, technology, culture, ongoing support, continuous improvement, and accountability. The minimum standard of performance we put in place from a sales volume perspective was that in order to play on this team, you had to deliver at least eight units per month on average. Now, what we observed were stages of improvement through levels, where the person functioning at the low level moved up to at least the average level. The average performer moved up to the medium level and the person at the medium level moved up to the high level of performance. It was amazing. Now, let's talk about timelines and stages of commitment when it comes to change. And be mindful that the complexity of the change initiative plays a major role. So when we look at the stages of commitment and the timeline. It starts out with basically the information we're giving people in terms of the change or changes. Now, this can create some uncertainty, and obviously, clarification is needed. And we raise people's awareness to exactly where it is we're going. Now, there can still be some negative perceptions that we need to address and ensure that people are on board. That leads to a clearer understanding of exactly where we're going, results in positive perceptions, and this is where implementation and acceptance tends to take place. 
And at that point, there is evidence of sincere commitment and belief in the initiative and the culture changes. Now, in this case study, from planning to implementation was a two-week initiative. I also want to make you aware that until a change is established, the initiative can be undermined or abandoned and the old culture could prevail. Now, in this case study, the end result was a dealership that built a dynamic and diverse team that valued a winning culture. They were accountable and believed in continuous improvement through tracking performance, training, coaching, and mentoring. They reached sales volumes in excess of 100 retail units for an unprecedented seven months in a row and a market share among the highest in the country. Their GSM sent me the following message. Based on observations, especially over the last two years, we were in the top 10 in the country. It was not by following a generalized plan made for the masses. You were there with us. Now, admittedly, they did not hit the 1,000 units in that year. They hit 965, which was, as it turns out, a 22.1% increase. Having said that, the year after that, they hit 1,135 units, and from their baseline of 790, that represented an increase of 43.7%. The dealership was then purchased by a prominent dealer group. And that, my friends, wraps up the show for this week. So, if you'd like to learn more about change management and creating a winning culture, you can reach out to me through John Latka on LinkedIn or call toll-free at 877-708-8484. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like it and subscribe to it wherever you listen to podcasts. And until next week, God bless and stay safe. The Competition with John Ladka airs every week and is sponsored by Automotive Business Solutions. Automotive Business Solutions, a boutique consulting agency offering workshops, seminars, and performance-specific software to help you power past the competition. Find Automotive Business Solutions online at automotivebusinesssolutions.com. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Podstarter.